0: Here to discuss all things NRL, AFL, and anything sports related. Please give a warm Aussie G'day to the footy fanatic and America's own Corey Jackson in Outside the Sheds. Greetings, salutations, and welcome to Outside the Sheds. Shedheads, we're almost a full month into 2022. And you know how I know we're getting into the year of the double deuce? That is because I know that we have had some of our first rugby league preseason of the year. Now I'm going to have you guys set off your own fireworks. I'm going to have you guys do your own gymnastics tricks, backflips, wire, wire, wire walking, whatever you want to say. What I'm saying as I greet you to this episode of Outside the Sheds, Shedheads, is that we have games. Now, if you're over in America, if you're possibly down under, you didn't get to see any of them because they're preseason games. But as I start the 40-20, and I welcome you guys to this new episode, I will say that it gives you a, 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 a little bit of joy a little bit of, of, of how should I say, post-Christmas spiked eggnog to the vein, what I'm saying is we've got games. And even though some of us have been watching NFL and college bowl games and, and all that type of stuff, also to kind of get us through, you know me, I've got my frozen pond, I've got some hockey. But the good thing is... The games have started. Preseason has started. Guys are training. Uh, It's it's a good time. It's a good time. Now, we don't have the NRL preseason yet to say that we're fully back into flow. The AFL hasn't started any preseason yet. But we have started. The game, the, 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 the foot has met the ball. It's going. So as we start 40-20, let's go right into some of these Super League scores. Because one of the cool things about this is some players have popped up from the NRL to go across the ditch, to go across the pond, whatever you want to say. Go across the puddle to England, to the UK, however you want to say it, to play Super League. And the first Super League match to kick off the preseason was the Sulphur Red Devils and the Swinton Lions. The Red Devils, 48, Swinton Lions, 12. The reason this match was so important, besides it being the inaugural kickoff, is that Melbourne Storm, Brisbane Broncos player Brody Croft has made his appearance for the Sulphur Red Devils and actually got his first try of, I guess you could say, Super League play. I know it wasn't an official match, it was season. But I think Brody Croft is going to do well for the Salford Red Devils. There's something magical about Salford. I've been around that stadium uh, before in Manchester. And I really think that uh, this could be a reawakening of Brody Croft's career. I know that's what he's hoping for. But I've always thought Brody Croft, after people started saying he's the next Cooper Cronk, I think that, I don't know, the weight got too much for him. A little bit, but I really think he's a he's a really, really sound and good player. And I hope that this revitalizes his confidence and gets his career going back in the direction I think that he's capable of going in. So that was good to see. Red Devil starting off with a victory. Then we had the Huddersfield Giants against the Dewsbury Rams. The Giants 42 Rams, 12. We had some more NRL appearances there. Some some te- some guys changing teams. Tua L- Lolahia who used to play back for the Warriors. Uh, he was with the Salford Red Devils as well. Uh, he's now with Huddersfield Giants and his old coach from, from, from Salford, uh, Ian Watson. And Danny Levi has made his way over to the UK getting his start over there as well. So it's going, to be, it's going to be interesting to see Ian Watson, how he gets Huddersfield to perform and play his style of footy uh, this coming season, but I think Ian Watson's a, a, a really, really good coach, and I think that with the money and a little bit of the differences that he's got with Huddersfield, I think he's going to do some pretty, pretty good things there. Then we had Lee Ratsford first game at the helm of the Castleford Tigers as the Castleford Tigers took on the York City Knights. The Tigers leading out for Lee Rath for getting their first victory, thirty-two to ten over the Knights. Then a, a really a really strange game. Uh, Hull FC took on the Bradford Bulls, but what made the game so strange was the Black and Whites fielded a side with just four players over the age of twenty-one. That's almost unheard of. But it is a way to see what the Black and Whites really have coming up the pipe, future stars of this club, whatever you want to say. But the Bradford Bulls put it to them, 42-18. to 18. But again, if you're going to try stuff out like that, try it out in the preseason, see what you've got, and we go from there. Uh, so that was interesting, but again, the Black and Whites trying a little something new, trying to check out some of the youth for the club. Then we had the Leeds Rhinos against the Featherstone Rovers. What made this game so, I guess, interesting, as you could say, or very much one that you wanted to pay attention to, was because the Rhinos got to try out their their new halves pairing of Blake Austin and Aiden Caesar. And I think that's going to be an interesting combination. Both guys with, with incredible NRL experience, Aiden Caesar... Um, you know, was a Raider forever, so I, I'm I'm really interested in this has pairing because I know, I think Blake Austin's gonna have a really good year, and I think he's gonna have a really good year because I think he is he's how should I say steering his ship back to to, to Australia, and I think that he could be a big signing from Wayne Bennett to be one of the halves for the Dolphins in 2023. That being said, he's going to have to have a big season for the Rhinos to make this come to fruition. And I can't think of a better, more wily partner than Aiden Caesar to pair him in the halves with. And it it struck out well. They got the victory. Hard fought, but they got the victory 30-22 to 22 over Featherston. But I think the big thing, again, that I really, really keep hammering home is that is going to be an interesting pairing. And... And I'm really, I'm, I'm really curious. I'm really curious how it's going to work. I've, I've I've, been a fan of Blake Austin for a while. Uh, you know, I, I was really not happy when the Tigers let him go, um, because I think that he was really in his strike, and I think they could have really groomed him uh, to be something special there. But he's kind of fell into a little bit of disinterest. I know he didn't have um, the greatest 2021 season by any means, and, and I think that, I I think deep down he's always wanted to get back to Australia. But I think this could be something that could be pretty magical for him. And I think Aiden Caesar could really add a little bit of that wiliness that he needs to really kind of get his game back to firing the way that I think he's capable of playing. So, really interested to watch the Leeds Rhinos this season. Now, let's go back to Australia Let's go back down under. And Clint Eastwood keeps doing Clint Eastwood things. And when I say Clint Eastwood, you know I'm talking about the great Wayne Bennett and his Dolphins side that will be kicking into, uh, how should I say, the bar is open in 2023. And Wayne Bennett has done it again. He has poached the Melbourne Storms co-captain, Jesse Bromwich, To start with the Dolphins in 2023. Yes, that's right. Jesse Bromwich is going up to the Dolphins and signed a two-year deal to partner with his his teammate at the Storm as well, Felice Cafusi, who's already signed to play with the Dolphins in 2023. So I think Wayne Bennett, maybe not as quickly as some people thought people were just going to be coming over the walls to sign with the Dolphins. I think he's slowly but surely picking guys that he thinks he can get this club firing and being competitive right out of the chute. And I can't think of a better guy than, than Jesse Bronwich to come into your club to give it stability and to give it a face and to give it some real leadership. So great pull there. And then he turns around and signs a player that he got very, very close to with the South Sydney Rabbitohs. And now this is reported. I, I don't think it's we've got the contract under the microscope yet. But it looks like Mark Nichols is getting ready to sign a two-year deal with the Dolphins as well. And you, you remember the last season uh, that he got to captain the club for a, for a game. And I just think that that's the type of stuff that Wayne Bennett does That just makes teams, locker rooms, players come together, uh, play hard for him. Uh, He's just a special coach. And I think that's why you'll see guys follow him. And I think you're going to hear more and more he's going to pick up steam as this season goes on, on players that are going to start looking to going up to Redcliffe. But, you know, if this is true. And Mark Nichols is going up there, you know, with 89 games under his belt to play for Wayne Bennett. Again, Clint Eastwood doing Clint Eastwood things. Now, we've talked positive going into this. We've talked about the beginning of footy coming back. We've talked about, you know, Clint Eastwood riding into town with his with his hat on and and getting those dolphins performing flipper tricks. But, unfortunately, the game has a darker side. And it has a side sometimes that doesn't make you always feel the greatest. And when I heard this news... I was gutted to an extent. But when I heard that Jaden Braley, the captain for the Newcastle Knights, had suffered a setback after he tore his ACL uh, recently, or, you know, a season or so ago, but to now tear his Achilles tendon, I felt horrible. You know, I've I've followed Jaden since he was back with the Cronulla Sharks, and I know he never wanted to leave Cronulla, But at the same time, I think he saw a great opportunity to go up to the Hunter and to play for the Knights. And nothing has gone well for him since he's got there. He's played well when he's been able to get on the field and played well enough in training that he's been named a captain. But the unluck that this young man has has faced, the misfortune, it's it's horrible. Um, This is an injury that's going to keep him out up to possibly eight months. You know, I know some players have come back sooner, but that's a very, very dangerous injury to really come back early on. You've got to make sure that you're 100% sound because the last thing you need to do is to rupture it again or, or, or because that could be the career. That could be your career if you do that. So they've, they've really got to pay attention. They've got to... to, 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 to Make sure that the healing is going properly. The strength of it is proper. Because you can't mess around with an Achilles tendon. But I'm just thinking about the psyche that must be going on with, with Jaden right now. Having to now rehab again and battle back. Um, when you start having injuries that start occurring in your legs, you you get worried about overcompensation. If if it's a knee, if you're going to blow the other knee out. Or if you're going to hurt the... And, and that's... Sometimes what you fear, right? Because you come back and you train so hard to get that that body part stronger than ever before. But when people say, yeah, my leg's never been, my ne- my leg's never, or my knee's never been stronger. The problem is a lot of times people don't pay attention to the other knee as much. And they they, they concentrate so much on that, that other knee or that other leg is not properly, how should I say uh, worked on and trained, uh, and that's when you get injury. So really gutted about this. I really hope that he has a quick and speedy recovery, but most importantly that his mindset is strong. Um, and I hope the team uh, rallies around him. He is their captain. You hear you know, incredible things, how, how, how well he's liked up there in the Hunter and Newcastle. But again, the Knights starting a season where they don't have all their pieces together to go. Uh, last year, Mitchell Pierce gets early, excuse me, gets injured early with his peck, misses most of the season. It's just it's just the unfortunate, the unluck right now that's going on with the Newcastle Knights and you hope they can write that ship sooner than later. Now I, I've really been, you know, we don't have tons of news right now. You know this, Shedheads. Uh We are in the off season. we're in preseason, yes, but a lot you know as long as the players keep their their noses clean, I uh, <clears throat> I wasn't saying that as a hint of anything, but as long as the players stay out of trouble, um, and a few offseason moves, you know, you don't have a lot of news to talk about, right? But I do want to try to find stories to be positive about, and 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 if you know anything, and you paid attention, I don't know how you couldn't pay attention. To this I think we've all heard about the the horrible um, volcano eruption um, right outside of Tonga that caused a tsunami that did incredible damage. You know, there's there's some places there that have been totally wiped out. Um, it, it's just a sad, 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 sad um, piece of news in an event that's happened. Lives have been affected, lives have been lost, and you never want to hear that. You never want to see that. And I'm, and I'm saying the footage I've seen of this from outer space of this volcanic eruption, uh, and then you hear that it was 50 times stronger than the explosion, then the bomb, uh, the atomic, the first atomic bomb in World War II. That's scary stuff, Shedheads. That's, that's scary stuff. Stuff that all of us hope and pray that we never have to experience in our lives. But the thing that I love is when, when people rally and people come together. And the rugby league world is known to rally and to come together. And it looks like this is going to be the case as well because... The February 19th uh, preseason match between the Melbourne Storm and the New Zealand Warriors, they're going to do huge fundraising events. Um, Ticketmaster, if you get preseason tickets for this match, you can actually make donations through Ticketmaster to go to the communities that have been most affected by uh, this eruption the tsunami. Um, So anything... And I, and I reach out to you shedheads, as well. Anything you can do for these people, um, for, for, for people that are, are, are really in trouble, that are struggling, um, that, that need our assistance. But I, I love to see when, when teams, when organizations, when leagues come together to, you know, because there's a huge, you know, Tonga is probably the biggest up and coming rugby league team in the world. Um, And so this has a huge, huge impact for Rugby League because, you know, we all still have those memories of the Tongan team in New Zealand for the World Cup in 2017. And just the images are just, they still blow you away, right? Um, So if you can do anything, shitheads, please try to donate. I I wish I was down there because I definitely would get tickets to go to this match. Um, to support as best I possibly can. Um, So I'm going to have to support by using my voice right now. But I definitely, outside the sheds, and your shed Adamus will definitely be involved in doing what he can to help in this process as well. And um, like I said, God bless the people of Tonga. And to uh, please keep them safe and and get them what they need. Now, on the mark, as we move on to the world of the AFL, uh, we start off... And we had a feeling this was going to happen. We had a feeling that there were going to be certain players that were not going to follow uh, the mandates the AFL has handed down. And, and this looks like it's going to continue. West Coast Eagles forward Jack Darlings. His future is up in the air, Shedheads. You know, he has made a decision uh, not to follow the protocol, not to follow the um, you know what the AFL has, has set up. And his career is in limbo right now. He's training, um, not with a club. And we'll see, you know, his his career is at a crossroads. And I've always said this. I am vaccinated. You've heard me talk about that. I I don't understand, you know, why you wouldn't want to be vaccinated if you can find out that it's going to keep you safe. Uh, But most importantly, like I told you before, I don't get vaccinated for myself. I get vaccinated for everybody I come into contact with. I get vaccinated to watch out for for my grandmother or your grandmother or your mother or your father who might be immune compromised because that's the only way that that, that covid will ever be defeated and i think we've known by the stubbornness and i'm not even going to say certain you know talk show and and on-air personalities who have spouted incredibly crazy and stupid uh uh news and 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 and, and, propaganda and garbage, um, you know, I I don't know. That's 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 my belief on that. But but the thing is, if you have a stance, stand by it. But I've also said this. If you have a stance, you don't want to get vaccinated. You think medicine is garbage. Well, don't be clogging our hospitals if you get scared and get covid and you can't breathe. That was your choice as well. So, you know, Jack Darling has made this decision to not get vaccinated or not want to get Both shots, or if he's got any shots, none of us know, and that is his personal opinion, and that is his decision. But that doesn't mean he gets to "quote unquote" play the game um, that everyone else is vaccinated playing. You know, the NFL and and sports over here in North America, um, you know, they they're so scared to make a stand like the AFL um, by saying, you know, this is what we're going to do to make sure this league goes on. They're so scared to say that. uh, And again. I don't know why any of us should be scared of science. I don't know. you know. Like I said, there's a great commercial I saw of uh, from Australia of a guy choking on the ground. And it looks like he's having an asthma attack or some type of respiratory attack. And his significant other, his girlfriend or his friend, she's standing over him trying to get his, his medicine. And he's asking what's in the medicine before he takes it. And like I said, I think that's the, 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 the perfect example of this because if any of us can't breathe we're going to do anything to breathe we're not asking what's in this medicine whatsoever we are just going to ask for anything to open our lungs up to breathe and that's to me what what vaccines are but again like i said everyone's going to make their decision and and as we know uh, mankind doesn't usually make the right ones so let's go on to something else that i think really rubs me wrong and that is the u.s court systems and that comes into play because Jordan DeGue has been returned to full training status for the Magpies. And I told you guys a long time ago on previous episodes that money thrown at the court systems of America gets things washed under rugs pretty quickly. Uh, Charles Barkley once said, Man, nothing ever, man, if you got money and you're rich in America, you ain't ever going to jail. Well, there you go. And I think that's kind of funny that this has kind of become kind of quiet and all of a sudden uh, this U.S. court has downgraded his, you know, listen. I live in America. You guys know I live in America. My best advice to anybody in America is just don't get in trouble because our court systems are so wonky. There's no guarantee. You could be thinking you're going in for a... Possible misdemeanor, and you go to p- prison for twenty years. They put people in jail because they try to get their children into better school districts. Boy, you'd hate to think that education's important, right? So, I, none of this surprises me. I told you guys that money would be thrown, and that Jordan Dugui would be playing. Just because the guy's playing though, doesn't mean that he isn't a liability doesn't mean that he has proven that he can make smart decisions off the field. And it doesn't change the fact that he's been in trouble time and time again. But again, I guess if you can kick a ball or if you can run fast, none of that matters and the rest of the world is, is, is at your beck and whim. And I think that's garbage. So, Collingwood, congratulations for getting your player back. The U.S. court system, thanks again for letting money be thrown at you to Eh, downgrade things, but again, it looks like everything is playing out as it normally does. So, welcome back to the prison bars. I mean, Collingwood, Jordan DeGoey. Now, one positive the AFL, I'm I'm very pro-AFL. I'm very pro-AFL that the stances they've made, uh, that they're always trying to make the game better, uh, that they're saying, you know, this is how we're going to run our, our, our game, uh, and if you don't like it, you don't have to play. And that's ballsy. I love that. I love it. They're the only league that's given COVID the don't argue. Put that palm right in his face. And if you don't want to follow or get on board, beat it. You know? Go play cricket or squash. Whatever you want to do, get out. We don't got time for you. But the AFL is cracking down on holding the ball and deliberately wasting time penalties by by coaching their referees. To make immediate penalty or calling immediate penalty for these infractions, and I think that's awesome. Now you don't want to tell Port Adelaide that because, as Hamish Hotlet says, it probably cost them a trip to the grand final, which I agree with him. Uh, but what you don't ever want to do is just be like the NFL and just excuse me play an entire season knowing that penalties or wrong, and that you're just going to make a stance to be hard-headed, and that's just how it's going to be. And boy, that looks great, doesn't it? That, you know, we're elitist, and this is how it, the game, get out of here, beat it with that stuff. And again, that is why the, AF, the NFL right now is running wild money-wise. But I think in the end, this is going to cost them. This is going to cost the NFL in the, in the long run because they've accepted gambling. And when people start thinking that that a product doesn't make sense, and they lose money because of, of of some crazy calls, it will affect. And I will. And I've told you guys before, uh, I don't have that same love for football like I used to American football, gridiron, because too many penalties, too many penalties for for silly things, you know anybody who loves, watches Rugby League already laughs because these guys are in full pads and helmets, and they're complaining about a guy being smacked in the head with his helmet when he's wearing a helmet. It's just it's ridiculous. But the AFL, hats off to you. There's some more applause again. I was getting, I'm going to get off my soapbox really quick because I was going to go on to a diatribe uh, about the NFL and gridiron. Uh, but this is your space. This is on the mark. So I'm not doing that. And my final big story, because I'm trying to end positive shed heads, I'm trying, I'm trying. Scott Penelberry has been named the captain for the Collingwood Magpies for the 2022 season. This will be his ninth consecutive year being the Pies captain. And that is a record. So that is that is interesting. They're, they think Scott Penelberry is the voice of reason that will lead them out of a out of the, I guess, the darkness and the doldrums that that Collingwood has been going through recently. I do think it's kind of funny that Scott Penelberry has been named the captain again, and Trent Kotchkin has been, uh, how should I say, relinquished his captaincy duties for the Richmond Tigers. Doesn't make much sense to me, but we'll see how that pans out for the Tigers. But Penelberry, congratulations that you will lead the prison bars, and hopefully you can keep Jordan Ngoi out of prison. So there you go. Look at that, how I tied it all together with a bow on top. Now, let's go outside the bubble. Whew. Did You guys You might, might want to put a little bit of Vaseline or what is that? Some of that, um, some, some balm underneath your nose to get the smell so it doesn't get up into your nostrils. Because Yashet Adamas stunk the room up with his first round picks last week. I think I went two for six. That's, that's brutal. That probably set me back 20 years. But what do you do? Do I stay down on the canvas? Do I do I do I do I pull a a a, a Medvedev and do a, a you know the fish flop right there on the court and just lay there? Heck no. We get up. We dust that stuff off, put some gauze up our nose, and here we go. Ding ding ding! Next round, we're back. So let's look at these matches that we've got coming up. And matter of fact, one of them starting right now, so that's why your Adamus has got to get his pick in. But the first match of the four uh, for this weekend are the Bengals at the Titans. Joe Burrow, Chase, against King and Tannehill. Because as you know, the running back force that is the Tennessee Titans is back this weekend. And I think that is going to be the difference. Because... Burrow and Chase can't run up and down the field and complete passes if they're not on the field. And I think Tennessee is going to put a ground game together. They're going to kill clock, and they're going to win at home. So take the Titans over the Bengals. Niners versus the anti-backs. I mean the Packers. Aaron Rodgers has not done well against his quote-unquote home side, being a Northern California guy. And for some reason, I'm getting the feeling that the Niners are going put to put down the wannabe John Wick and knock the Packers out in the first round and are going to go up to Lambeau and do some Niners things. The chin, Jimmy Garoppolo, the model going up against Rodgers. I've got the Niners winning this game. I've got an upset that's going to throw everything in upheaval for the NFC. But I've got the Niners over the Packers. Sunday, we kick it off. Rams versus the Bucks, the old goat, Tom Brady, against Matt Stafford. Matt Stafford getting his first postseason victory for the LA Lambs last week. This is a tough one because the Rams are all in. They want to host the Super Bowl. They want to play in the Super Bowl. Since the Super Bowl is in their home stadium. But I'm taking the Bucks. You know, I you can't bet against Brady until Brady loses. Uh, and I don't think he's losing against the Rams. I've got the Bucks in that one at home. And then the final game. The most exciting game to me of the entire weekend. Bills versus the Chiefs. Let's say that again. Bills versus the Chefs. And folks... Shedheads, I got the Chiefs, I've got the Chiefs, I've got the Chiefs, I've got the Kansas City Chiefs, I got Patrick Mahomes, I think he's got something to prove, I think that he is very excited about getting a shot at the Bills again, uh, and I've, I've just got the Chiefs winning at Arrowhead, which is not an easy place to go into and play, especially on a cold night, maybe not as cold as a Buffalo night, But it's going to be a cold night. And I think the Chiefs will step up and, again, continue their march towards the Super Bowl. Now, as we go on to the round ball, we go on to one of my favorite players in the NBA. We go on to the three-point king, Steph Curry. And it's hard for me to believe that Steph Curry just hit his first buzzer beater in his career. And won a game. Hard to believe. It. And it wasn't a three pointer. It was from the top of the key. But he did it because the Golden State Warriors rode Curry's rifle arm to a 105 103 victory over the Houston Rockets. Those poor Houston Rockets. You know, they get rid of the beer, they get rid of all those players down there, even though there's rumor that they may be uh, going to try to get uh, the disgruntled Laker out of LA. But. Steph Curry continues. He had not the greatest shooting game. He's been in a little bit of a slump since he broke the record. Uh, I think we all know he's going to heat back up again. But to see that he gets his first game winner like that was really, really cool. And he celebrated like only Steph can by running around like a chicken with his head cut off. So congratulations, Steph, once again, doing some incredible things. Now, I will tell you, with all the sports that we've been talking about... The thing that I've been most excited about, Shed Heads, is the Aussie Open. And and to all my people down under, uh, I love the Aussie Open. Now, it doesn't help me that the Aussie Open is at times that really throw my sleep schedule off. Thank God my sleep schedule is already ruined because of the NRL and the AFL. But I've been so intrigued by some of these matches, and I will tell you that I've almost been intrigued by more of the ladies' matches than I have the guys' matches. Some of these matchups that are coming up in the next tonight and tomorrow, I they're they're off the chain. Like if you want to see two women just bludgeon a ball, watch this match tonight. Uh the first one of the first matches this evening, I think it's at eight o'clock Shedheads, our time, Central Standard Time, where I'm at. But it's gonna be Paula Badoza versus Madison Keys. And I think this will be a war of attrition. I think this is probably going three sets. Uh, And I, you know, you'd have to say that Bedosa would be the favorite. But Madison Keys has been playing some incredible tennis lately as well. But I don't really care who wins the match. I think if you just want to see two women just clobber the ball and hit all out for two plus hours probably this is going to go that is a match to watch. And I think it's going to be very interesting and I think it's very, very intriguing. And I will be tuning in for that. Even as the Niners and Packers are playing, that will be on my tablet watching that match. And the game, the match that I think is even almost more intriguing to me is Australia's darling Ash Barty playing Amanda Anasimova. And Anasimova knocked out um, the defending champion, Naomi Osaka, in a match that I stayed up until, I don't even want to tell you what time I time, but it was very, very early. Mrs. Shetadamas was not happy, uh, but that's, you know, it happens. I'm usually in trouble anyway. But Anna Samova is really coming to her own. You know, Darren Cahill is her coach now, and and I've got to admit, I, I really thought there was a couple times late in that match against uh, Naomi that I really thought Naomi and her experience were just going to ride over the top of her, and it didn't happen. Didn't even Anna Samova, for the age that she is, to be as measured as she is, is pretty incredible to watch, and she's only going to get better. That's what's really scary about her. You know, she's still kind of growing in and feeling out her body a little bit. Kind of, you know, she's kind of tall. She kind of reminds you a little bit of a deer. Um, but that is all going to get balanced out. I'm saying she's going to get stronger. Uh, and and I think that you know what I I'm gonna tell you this shedheads I I have Anna Samova beating Ash Barty tonight, and I know that that is kind of I you know, I know that's probably not made me popular now in Australia. But I really think she is young. She has nothing to lose, and I think with Killer Cahill as her coach, you know he's coached Simona Halep. He's coached Andre Agassi. The voice that he's going to give her, I think, is going to take anna smova over the top. I'm not saying she's going to win the entire tournament, but I do think she's going to beat Ash Barty tonight. And I think that that is going to really stamp her as being the up-and-coming girl on the tour. And I know, you know, we've got the, the young girls who are both dropped out of the Aussie Open because of losses. Uh, Leila Fernandez and Eranakanu. But, um... Watch a Amanda Anisimov tonight. I think that Barty match is going to be a, a, a classic that we'll be talking about for a while to come. But Shedheads, that brings a close to this week's episode of Outside the Sheds. I hope you guys enjoy your playoff weekend. And if you're able to watch some of the preseason footy over in the UK and the Super League, make sure you take that in. Make sure you send me some notes on what you think. Some some maybe uh, things that I might not notice sitting over here in my bunker over in America. But uh, again, for the people of Tonga, please stay strong. We're thinking about you. I have my Tonga jerseys hanging in my house right now. Um, so please stay strong. But until next week, shed heads. this has been Outside the Sheds. I'm your host, Corey Jackson, the occasional Shed Adamus, unlike my last week's picks. But until next week... See ya! And that was another fantastic episode of Outside the Sheds with Corey Jackson, talking all things NRL, AFL and all things sports. So please remember to smash the subscribe button and share this with your family and friends and show them what Australian sport is all about.